Welcome to the Gone Boss Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Howell. And I'm your host, Angie Rogers-Howell. What is the Gone Boss Podcast? Well, it's a weekly podcast featuring awesome people in our community. We'll interview them, find out what makes them tick, the cool things they're doing to make our community a great place to live and work, and how they've gone boss. This week, we're brought to you by our premier sponsor, Schaefer Leadership Academy. Learn more at SchaeferLeadership.com. If you have a comment about the show or something you want to share with us, call or text 765-233-2640. That's 765-233-2640. We might just use it on the show. Who do we have on the show today? Today, we have Michelle Four with Muncie Power Products. We're supported today by our premier sponsor, Schaefer Leadership Academy. Learn more at SchaeferLeadership.com. What do they have coming up? A two-part virtual workshop. Another two-parter. Another two-parter. What's this one called? This one is called Allied Combating Workplace Toxicity. Ooh, allied, meaning come together. Yes, to be an ally for someone. Gotcha. So we are going to come together on June 8th and June 9th from 2 to 3.30 each day. Who's putting it on? This put on by Rebecca Parker and Amy Logan, two former guests of Gone Boss and awesome ladies. The power team. They are the power team. And they are going to talk all about eliminating toxicity from your workplace. So what are you going to learn? How do you fire your co-workers that are toxic? Well, I don't think you can. Unless you're the boss, you can't. You just can't fire them? You can't say, go, get away away. from me. No, I can do that because I am the boss. Um, But I'm not going to fire you. (laughs) Although sometimes I might like to. All right. Tell us all about it. Okay. We're going to learn what is a workplace ally and how can you become one? That sounds like a good good thing good start what are three practical toxicity disruption strategies Ooh, so they're toxic but you can disrupt them yes. to make them stop being so toxic toxic yes and we're going to learn what are some of the negative workplace roles we can sometimes fall into and how we can identify avoid and disrupt these roles now when's this happening again this is happening let's see june 8th and ninth from 2 to 3.30 each day. And it's virtual, so you can do it at your computer, in your jammies if you want to. Awesome. And you can learn more at SchaeferLeadership.com. Today in the studio, we have Michelle Vore, Learning and Development Manager for Muncie Power Products. Welcome. Thank you. No Great problem. to be here. Now, I always say it, but I don't know that much about you. Are you a Munsonian or where did you come from? I am from Yorktown. Okay. Grew up in Yorktown, graduated from Yorktown High School. A tiger. I am a tiger. Okay. 1989. Go Tigers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a tiger, but from Alexandria, so. Oh, okay. Different I'm a bear time. from down the road there. Oh, Monroe, Monroe Central. Central. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, what'd you do after high school? After high school, went to Ball State University, uh, stayed local. And um, from there, I started off with a couple of different major choices, as a lot of people do. Started off with business, then went back to, uh, went to paralegal, and then went back to business. And then I decided I didn't really like either one of them. (laughs) (laughs) So I um, ended up in political science because I was always interested in government. And that was sort of similar to what I had started off with, with uh, the paralegal. Now, with political science, did you do anything cool, like a trip to D.C. or anything like that? Didn't do a trip to D.C. Did go to um, the Bowen Institute, um, which was a conference for uh, government studies and really enjoyed that in my senior year. And um, that was that was pretty cool. Ever work for any 
politicians or anything? I didn't work for politicians. I worked for attorneys. Okay. Um, when I was a junior year through senior year, worked for an attorney locally. And then um, when I graduated, that's what I continued to do for a few years. Okay. Well, take us past college then. How how'd you get to where you're at today? So, yeah, long and winding road, as a lot of people um, probably say. I didn't plan on ending up where I am now, but um, started off being a legal secretary, as I said, in um, college, and then went to Indianapolis to work for a law firm there and did that for about two years. And I came back to Muncie and worked for another attorney, and I was starting to kind of get a little um, bored with that. So um, started looking for other opportunities and ended up at Ball State University Alumni Association, where I started learning more about um, alumni, hospitality, things like that, and then um, worked on their website for a few years. So I started becoming a little bit more technical, and that turned into a master's degree pursuit pursuance of a master's degree. Started in the CICS program, mm-hmm. decided that that really wasn't for me. I wasn't that quite that technical. <laughs> That's a lot of technical <laughs> stuff, yeah. And I did okay, but I just did not enjoy it. Um, they had this all-night session where you had to work on a project for a consulting firm, and that was just the decision maker for me that it wasn't my cup of tea. So um, I turned to adult education and finished my master's in adult education and then started down the road for training and development. Well, tell us about your role at Muncie Power Products then. So at Muncie Power, I do um, develop curriculum. I deliver training classes and um, just look for opportunities where we can bring um, classes to our folks. We have a lot of different opportunities in-house. When I started there, um, they didn't have a lot of in-house programs, and that was the purpose of the role, to bring more um, internal programs to employees for learning and development. So tell me about your family. How's that makeup? So I'm married, been married for 26 years to Carrie Vore. Um, he's from Delta, so we have the the school rivalry going okay. on there. Oh wow, that, um, that so is that was pretty fun. deep, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, and um, but we have one son who's grown, and um, so we have a small family. We live near um, de- near Delta High School, actually, toward Eaton. Is that where so. your son went to high school? Mm-hmm. Then? Okay. okay. What organizations are you involved with uh, through Muncie Power Products? So I belong to NAMI. National Alliance for Mental Health, and also Home Savers Organization of Delaware County. And I've done work with United Way. I was a loan executive in that program, so that's very important. I've worked with um, Habitat for Humanity on a couple of different builds. Um, so definitely service is important to me for community. The Home Savers, the Rotary yeah. Club, is getting ready to help yes. you guys out in June, June 5th. I think. Awesome. That's Hopefully great. Hopefully might see you there. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. We've been kind of limited on volunteers um, With for the last pandemic 18 and months. Yeah. So, yeah, we haven't been able to. We didn't have any volunteer ramp builds last year. Okay. So Home Builders, is that the, the focus of that is mostly building ramps for people who need them? They have. That's part of it. Okay. We do uh, ramps and probably, if I remember correctly, maybe um, tw- close to 20 a year. I might be a little off on that number. But we also help with home repairs for homeowners in the area, in Delaware County specifically, who um, aren't able to fix certain things on their own. So lots of things like um, plumbing, roofing, and any other repairs. Um, our mission is that we believe every homeowner should Um, have a safe environment and that includes a um, dry and warm environment so we do a lot of furnace 
um, repairs. We don't actually do the repairs on those things ourselves. Of course, we can't have volunteers do those things, so we hire contractors to do those. Now, NAMI, tell me a little bit more about that because I'm not sure our audience would know about that organization here in town. So it is a national organization, um, and the chapter that we have here is for Delaware County, and it supports people and families with mental illness. And so we have a lot of different programs. We have peer-to-peer counseling where um, we have the weekly support group. Family members who have people with mental illness can come and talk to uh, people for support. And then we have other training programs. We have the suicide prevention Um, hotline. And so we have a lot of different resources that we are committing to helping people with mental illness and just trying to remove that stigma um, that surrounds mental illness still for a lot of people. And some people may remember Jay Zimmerman. He was very uh, big in the organization before he uh, passed away. Yes, definitely. Um, I helped organize an art sale. Um, He, his family donated all of his artwork to the organization to be sold for um, proceeds going to NAMI. So we had an art sale last year, and there was one maybe before I joined the board um, two or three years ago. So we still have some pieces left, so I'm sure we're still going to be thinking about ways we can use that. But he's he was really committed to that organization. Absolutely. And they do very important work, so I think it's really great that uh, you guys are able to continue that and get the word out there. So I think that's really great. Tell me, what do you like to do for fun? I had a couple of different things to this question. I like to just relax Okay, that's so, good. Relaxing's good. I like relaxing with a bottle of wine, but well, yeah, me what, too. What, what's your re- relaxation uh, um, entail? Just, I love date night on Fridays. Um, my husband and I go out and at different restaurants around town, but that's that's our that's our time. That's we your go night. Out. Yeah, Friday night date night. That's my relaxation. Excellent. And they say you should have those. We should have one of those. We should have one of those. Definitely. We don't have one of those. <laughs> we, we're just, I don't, Friday night is, Matt's got rehearsal dinners for gigs, gigs on the weekend. and weddings and stuff because he's a wedding DJ. And, oh, really? Really, it's Sunday yeah. dinner time, like lunchtime. That's, yeah. We'll go out to lunch as like a family, family time, more or, or less, whatever. but daytime is just whenever we can make it. So, yeah. 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 So, yeah, he's a wedding DJ. So, we're ramping nice. right up yeah. into the busy season. You're into the season. Yeah. Yes. And after COVID, we're, we're happy that things are ramping back up. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> Along your journey, what's something you failed at that you learned a life lesson about? Mm, great question. That's the hardest question on our list. Well, I think. I, I, it was out of the corner of my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> What's something I failed at with a life lesson? Maybe you never failed. Who knows? Oh, no. She's I definitely extremely have. successful. <laughs> definitely have. Well, I guess I would say the the CICS program at Ball State. That was not something I thought it was going to be. And it was really popular, and I'm sure it still really is popular. I know they're still going, and they still have lots of graduates. So, But at the time when I did that, it was in the late 90s mm-hmm. and still fairly internet um, was just kind of coming alive still then. still fairly new exactly so, so it was more telecommunications like phone it systems was. and things like that it was exactly and when i got to the class that was the the hardest class for me it was the technology they just called it the technology class i mean they had the communications class and the history of communication class and all of that and then they got to the technology class and I struggled and that was an eye-opener for me and that's what really made me change my my mind on where I wanted to go. I really was always wanting to do something where public speaking was uh, part of it. So 
the reason I went to paralegal was I plan on originally going to law school, but I was really super afraid of public speaking. And I always let that deter um, or define where I was going to go. And I just started, the more I tried to do different things, I realized that that's a part of everything, it seems like. Oh, yeah. And I really needed to figure that out. How was I going to overcome that? And so I went to the adult education department and um, because people had told me, you're really good at training. You should really um, look into that. And I was like, no, I can't teach. You know, no, I I was letting that define Mm -hmm. um, what I was going to do with my life. And I was tired of that. So I'm like, okay. So I go talk to um, Dr. Merck, Peter Merck at Ball State. And um, he really became uh, my mentor. He became a person that really told me, you know, you really can do this if you try. I know you can. He didn't even know me, but, you know, uh, he was a motivator for me. Had my first class and um, did my first teaching session and started that journey of overcoming. And when I got the evaluation from the students in my class, um, who were also my classmates, I was encouraged. You know, the things that I thought I wasn't doing well, they said, no, we didn't even notice those things. So then I started on that journey to to teaching. I'm going to say it took all my 20s to get out of the public speaking. Like I did not like it, did not want to do it, deterred me from many different things. But then once you get to your 30s, it was like, I'm old enough now. I I just have to do it. Dang it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And I stood up at a BNI group. Uh, of networking group and and actually had to say my name in front of people and that was a big deal and then after that it was every week and I got over it and you got a little better each time I know when I I mean I was terribly shy and backwards when I was a kid like I didn't want people to look at me I can sing on stage that's fine because I'm kind of pretending to be a different person that's okay but like talking in front of people oh my goodness I the first time I had to do announcements as a I was a pastor's wife way back then long time ago first time I had to do announcements I broke out into hives because I (laughs) had to talk in front of people and I freaked freaked out but I did it and I got better I wasn't terrible I got a little better I did it again I get a little better and now I'm like I can talk in front of people I don't mind I have a podcast I talk in front of people all the time (laughs) yeah you just have to keep doing it and um, I was worried this last year because you know we're not we're not really we are training but it's all on zoom Mm -hmm. and that's just completely different um, but I do still teach. I teach at the Y also for group instruction. And um, so that's keeping me in front of people and keeping me going. Okay. So what do you teach at the Y? I teach body pump I and body pump. also um, cycling. Okay, nice. So, yeah. Do you teach at the Yorktown Y? or I am at the downtown Y and okay. the Northwest. Okay, there you go. What's your thoughts on Peloton then? Peloton. <laughs> I made a joke about that in my cycling class last week. I have honestly, I haven't read all about um, what happened. I just know there was a recall and yeah, I think it was um, their treadmill. There, a few the small pets and, right. and babies okay. got, got caught very up bad. In it. Oh, that's not. I don't think I heard <laughs> very about bad. that. Oh, that's not good. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. They recalled that, but the the cycling I think is still the thing. So yeah, I think so. I think it's interesting how um, everything is now requires a subscription and that's you know so i'm not a big workout at home person so it wouldn't interest me but i know a lot of people really love it and if that works for them that's great yeah if it gets people moving i guess it's all right but if i I had a peloton at home it would just be like a clothes rack honestly we had a bowflex yeah (laughs) and it became our clothes hanger (laughs) yep that's (laughs) what it would be at our house too so What's on your bucket list? What do you want to get done before it's all said and done? I just love to travel, and I would love to travel more. 
And I think that a lot of people say that, so it probably sounds a little cliche, but anytime we can, we try to travel. We just got back from a trip um, out west. We went to uh, Vegas, and that wasn't the, the main part of our trip. I'd never been there, so I wanted to see it. But as I discovered, my luck with gambling did not um, change in Vegas. I don't <laughs> win anything. Yeah. Um, but we were only there two nights, and the rest of the time we went to southern Utah um, okay. and to Grand Canyon. We wanted to see the the national parks in Utah and then the Grand Canyon. So it was great. So I'd like to do more I of that. I hear it's beautiful out no, there. Our, in-law, our sister and brother-in-law just did that. It, their pictures looked amazing. It's awesome. Now, is there a destination, like one destination that you really want to hit before? I definitely want to go to Europe. Europe, okay. Yeah, and there are just so many different things there. Not one particular place, but I definitely want to see that. And just spend some time there when I get some, when we get more vacation time, you know, when we can do that and really. Yeah, right now everything's expensive because the demand's high. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Everyone's going on vacation, right? Exactly. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So what does success mean to you? It means for me, learning never ends. And I just feel like if I'm learning something, you know, every day or every week or from every experience, if I'm learning something, then I'm able to take that and share it with people. And so that for me, that's success. It doesn't have anything to do with titles or, you know, position or anything like that. It's really just about linking back to my purpose, which I feel like my purpose is sharing information, helping people learn. I really like seeing when people really take something in and they're really thinking and they're really growing. And that's my, that's what drives me every day. Tell me something you would wish you had known when you're first starting out. So I really think that if I had known earlier about public speaking and how some aspect of that is going to be in everything that I do that I would have conquered that fear a lot sooner in life because I think that really held me back and defined places that oh I can't do this I can't do that and if I had learned or known that earlier I think I could have been in my profession right now that I'm in longer. Mm-hmm. And you love your profession right now. I love right my now. profession right now. Yeah. Awesome. Definitely. Tell me what, what keeps you at Muncie Power Products? It's such a great organization. They they care so much about their people. It's really the people. I mean, I love doing what I do. I have a lot of freedom in, in choosing. Um, you know, I talk with my director about what we're going to do curriculum-wise, and we, we talk to the people. We do focus groups and all of that. But I do have a lot of freedom in building the curriculum and um, setting my own schedule and doing all of those kinds of things. So, uh, But everything always boils back to the people. I think it's interesting. It's a, you know, it's a company that makes components, but it takes a lot of people to make those components. It definitely does. And... We wouldn't be here <laughs> without any of them, so mm-hmm. it's just great. And now it's time for the lightning round. Quick questions and quick answers. The number one question, what's your favorite band or artist? The Eagles. The okay. Eagles, big Eagles fan. Right. Yeah, definitely. Nice. So is my mom, which is, you wouldn't think my mom. She's a, she's a little older, and but she grew up, of course, in the late 60s, 70s, and she loves the Eagles. I grew up listening to that era music with my parents, my mom and my dad. Fleetwood Mac, the whole thing. Everything oh, 70s. Yeah. Okay. I love 70s. So I really, Eagles is probably the best, but I have several. Every now and then I'll put a little yacht rock on the uh, I love that station. That's awesome. I just discovered that last year, and I just, what is this? And it's Yacht Rock. I love it. Are you an early bird or a night owl? I have switched from night owl to early bird. Okay. I don't know why. Um, I guess maturity, maybe. (laughs) But yes, I'm definitely an early bird. Okay. 
What's your favorite book? My favorite book, I have um, fiction and then I have a professional. So my favorite professional book is The Courage to Teach by Parker Palmer. Awesome book, helped me um, with the teaching. And then um, the very first John Grisham book I read, The Pelican Brief. Mm, It's a good one. Good movie too. It definitely was. Yeah. Have you ever met anyone famous? I have. Not quite as famous as maybe some people, you know, not like an actor who I would swoon over or anything like that. <laughs> um, but my husband and I used to go to a lot of country concerts and we would go backstage a lot. So I've met several country artists. Neil Young is one. And then um, met Matt Hughes, who is um, MMA fighter okay. um, at a show in Indianapolis a few years ago. So what's your guilty pleasure? Oh, um, ice cream. any favorite flavor yes dairy queen reese cut blizzard there you go my favorite love it (laughs) i like the reese cut blizzards made with chocolate ice cream oh i haven't tried that i'm an old man i like butter pecan so okay yeah yeah definitely my grandparents (laughs) i know that's old people ice cream at least they'll always have it because there's people like me out there that and pistachio almond oh so good. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, no. I haven't tried that. I've no. tried the butter pecan, and I always think, yeah, it tastes what's like the big deal? Ice cream. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, <laughs> whatever. What's your favorite movie? Oh, I have so many favorite movies. So I don't I don't know if I can name just one. I love drama, but I do really like Shawshank Redemption. Um, I think it's the best ending ever to any movie I've ever seen. It so I guess yeah. I go back to that one. What's your hidden talent? Hidden talent. Do you something, have one? Something you're good at that people might not know. Oh, maybe photography. Okay. Oh, nice. I do. Um, it's a hobby, really. I do have uh, some clients, I guess, but mostly friends and family. And I take, you know, senior pictures and things like that. I, I really enjoy doing it most when I'm on vacation, though, and getting those shots. So you like taking pictures of people or things and places? Things and places. Okay. I, I like doing the people, but I think, you know, the, the places, I, I just like getting the angles and the, the shading and the shots. The people, it's fun, especially if you have a fun group that mm-hmm. will do like a fun pose, you know, like Strangling Brother or something <laughs> like that. But um, yeah, I do enjoy the, the landscape mostly. Nice. Matt is a budding photographer as well. And I like that. I don't like people. I won't do the family yeah, photos. He's like, I don't want to take your family weddings. photos. I don't want to take your fam- your wedding. So or... don't ask. I'm I've never done a wedding. We did one... Don't do a wedding. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> we did one wedding. It was so stressful. We don't want to do it again. <laughs> I, I helped a friend who I started, who taught me a lot about doing photography, and I helped her with a wedding, and it was very stressful. And I oh, wasn't yeah. even doing much. I was just kind of helping direct people where to go and... You know, helping with the posing. I, I love and the DJ like weddings. That. I just do not shoot them. Like, just. I don't nope. blame you. Yeah. <laughs> it's stressful. And if you screw it up, like, that's what do like, you do? That's their yeah. whole. That's every, you can't do it over again. Yeah. yeah. There are certain photographers out there that do a fabulous job and we more will power to be them. be happy to refer you to those I will people. refer all day long. <laughs> I don't blame you. Do you sing in the shower? No, I sing in the car. Okay. <laughs> Now, so if you see me driving and now, I'm is singing. is it country or rap? What? Oh, I love the 70s. Okay. Um, so yacht the rock, rock type. Stuff? Yeah. Okay. Um, but I do like country. I just don't listen to it much anymore since we, we used to, my husband and I It's kind of like used, pop rock now. Yeah, it, it kind like, of is. Yeah. Um, my husband and I used to dance back in the late 90s. Oh, like yeah, the line con- dancing. Yeah, line dancing, um, country swing, stuff like that. And I listened to it all the time then. I just don't much anymore now if i hear a song from that era oh yeah that's country then 
Yes, I'll here. sing. There's a radio station, like, not from this area whatsoever, but they play all 90s country. That's my favorite. And I oh, love really? It when it comes in. That's, yeah. the, that's the time, yeah. Yeah, that, I think that was the best of country. <laughs> Star Wars or Star Trek? That's a tough one. I like both um, because I had a huge crush on Captain Kirk <laughs> when okay. I was yeah. a kid. <laughs> um, but Star Wars. Star Wars. That came out when I was young and I had all the Star Wars figures and the Darth Vader carry case and all those kinds of things. So I was definitely a Star Wars geek. That's awesome. Nice. If your mom had saved all the Star Wars stuff you had, we would be oh rich. I had the Death Star playset with a trash compactor with a little phone. Oh, awesome. I had it. I don't know where it went because isn't, I must have destroyed it. That's funny how those things work, isn't I it? I saw it in the museum at the Muncie Children's Museum, and I was like, oh, I had that. <laughs> I had friends who had the Millennium Falcon, the whole deal. I had the Millennium Falcon. I had the X-Wing. Had all kinds of Me and my stuff. brother, we used to tie, uh, uh, we had a bunch of hammerhead uh, figurines, which yeah. he's a minor character in the whole thing. It's probably they, but, were, he, they were cheap, so people bought well, them. Well, we'd tie him. firecrackers to him and then like uh, put him in cow poop and boom. <laughs> <laughs> it was a lot of fun back then. Tell 80s you, kid. You lived on a farm in the 80s. I'm surprised you all have your fingers intact. <laughs> oh, my. Yeah, I never blew any of my fingers up. Oh. <laughs> What's your most used emoji on your phone? Heart. Okay. Yeah. Classic. Heart and wink. Okay. But yeah, because I, I don't know. I I'm a little tongue-in-cheek sometimes, so just make sure. Wink. Make sure you know. <laughs> I was kidding. I'm, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Well, very good. Thank you so much for being on our show Thank today. Thank you. Appreciate being asked and uh, enjoyed spending time with you. No problem. Thanks for stopping by the farmhouse. Bye. Bye. So I've been spending a lot of time here recently with clients coming to us and saying, hey, is this a scam? And if you got to ask if it's a scam, I'm just going to say it's usually a pretty safe bet that it is a scam. Now, I want all my clients to know they can reach out to me anytime and say, hey, is this a scam? I'll look it over and check. But this scam has really amped up this year. They are the domain renewal invoices that you pretty much get in the mail. They're from domainregistry.com or freedomdomainregistry.com or something like that. But they have this nice official looking logo. They make it yeah, look like, like an in invoice that you owe them $260 or something crazy like that for your domain. Right. Guess what? That's Total a, scam. That's a scam. Why it's a scam is because domain renewals only happen online. Online. Because it's an online thing. Via email, unless your web company actually sends you an invoice for them to renew your domain online themselves right. but otherwise no right they they it just does not happen through the mail right network solutions doesn't send you a an, an invoice. invoice a hard GoDaddy copy invoice. does not send you an invoice but these companies do and they're scammers because they want your money and they want your domain and potentially maybe even ransom it for you from oh, you. So they'll like take it over and be like, oh, it's mine now. Now you got to pay me even more money. Yep. To get it back. All right. So if you're a farmhouse client, just know that your invoice will come from us from farmhouse. <laughs> if it's about the domain. If it's about the domain, yes. it'll come from us. But if you get something in the mail and you're not sure about what's going on. Reach out to us, even if you're not a client. I would rather you have good information than not. Exactly. And we'll look at it. If it's legit, we'll tell you it's legit. But nine times out of ten, it's not legit. What are some other scams that are happening to people out there? Okay. Well, I am on AARP.com. That sounds a little old. <laughs> well, it is a little old, but they are like 
it's I'm pretty sure they, they've started to send me mail. They're like grooming me because oh, I'm getting they, close to the 50 range. I know. Yeah. You're, you're almost there. But so anyway, so they are keeping an eye out on the scams that people are falling for. So first off, Zoom phishing emails. What? Yeah. Con artists registered more than 2,500 fake Zoom-related internet domains early in the pandemic just so they could send out emails that look like they're from Zoom, Zoom. but are not. So they try to get you to sign up for them. Pay, like, oh, I'm signing up for Zoom. I'm paying my $29 a month or whatever. But it's not Zoom. It's somebody who's fake. Gotcha. So Interesting. do that. Number two, COVID-19 vaccination card scams. Card scams? Yes. A lot of people who posted, you know, they're like, huh, I, selfie, I yeah. got my COVID or whatever. I did that. I did that too. Well, the people, the scammers on Facebook can see that you did that. And so they know, oh, this person's been had their vaccine, which is great. Everybody get your vaccines. It's fabulous and wonderful. Uh, but they can find your, they'll get your name, birthday, where you got the shot. You can do all that and like potentially have identity theft based on what was on your card. Okay. So when I posted my card, I scribbled out my birthday and stuff like that. But um, yeah. I figure they're pretty smart. And I figured they could get my birthday from my Facebook profile anyway. Exactly. So it's like not that big of a deal. But if you're a lockdown person, that's one thing not to do. True. That's true. Phony online shopping websites. Uh, now, what's this? Uh, phony retail websites aren't new, but they look more real today than ever. So they use photos from online retailers and make it look like you're buying this dress or this whatever. Uh, but then, so you click on the ad, you get all this great pricing and stuff, and then you pay your money and then you never get anything. Guess who fell for that one time? Mm, I did fall for Just that. Just one time. I did fall that for that one time. I don't and what to, was it? I don't want to talk about it. You want to talk about it, did you? <laughs> <laughs> we lost a little money on that, didn't we? A little money. Yes. yes. Wait, it yes, was a little too good to be true. It was too good to be true. So if it's too good to be true, it, it, is. it is. And I know this is on the AARP website. But, but they got you, they host young, me. youngster, they, you millennial. I am not a millennial, first of all. But uh, <laughs> That was yeah. a couple of years ago. But yeah, that was a sad day. It, yeah, it was sad. Um, celebrity imposter scams. Okay. So people are creating fake accounts on Facebook and Instagram saying, I'm the real, I don't know, Johnny Depp or whoever. I don't know. Kim Kardashian, okay. more relatable. Kim Kardashian, Justin Bieber, people like that. And all, all controversial that are coming out of your mouth. Okay. Can like, we... like, uh, you know. I know they're all bad people. <laughs> but anyway. Anyway, fake scammers say they'll be like, hey, I'm from so-and-so's team and you won this contest or giveaway or whatever okay. all we need from you is your you know social media stuff we need your your bank account or cash app we'll cash app you money you won this thing we just need your information and you're like oh man kim kardashian i won her contest here take all my banking information and then then you guys then you're scammed then you're scammed online romance scams Oh, I haven't heard about these. I haven't been in the well, romance. Well, I hope you're not participating in the online romance. I haven't romance. been in the romance area for a while <laughs> online, so. All right. So, scammers typically lure their room romance marks off of the dating sites and into Google Hangouts or the WhatsApp or Facebook Messenger, stuff like that. And then when, like, 
no one's watching they like ask you for money like oh i really like you and i want to come visit you but i need money or something like that i need 150 bucks to come meet you at the vp exactly or yeah like i like podcasters like it's happening to young people too on like tinder and stuff like that they're like oh i'd love to come in bigger cities not here but i I, i'd love to come meet you or whatever but i need money for like a an uber or a lift or i need gas money or whatever so you send them 25 bucks or whatever then they and they never show up disappear on disappear so Ah. and they just send those emails out or those messages out to all kinds of people on on the apps and then they made a decent night's work apparently well one another one that's uh happened to us here at farmhouse and a few of our clients is the i am a photographer and you took my photos and now you owe me a lot of money uh because you use them illegally right now sometimes that can be legit sometimes that's real always ask your website provider if you stole an image from google or getty images or something like that they do get mad and they don't want you to use those. Yeah. But, Yeti, Associated Press, the big dogs come after you. But this is just this a is random. Like some random person saying. I'm an illustrator. They say I'm a registered or a certified photographer. Which Certified. First for, of all, what is that? Yeah. And. That's a red flag. There. That's a red flag. And no, you did not actually get that. So. So if you get one of those emails, that is a scam. Just trash it. Yes. So another one is like uh, anything to do with SEO that comes through your email or your website forms. Those people just want your money. So don't do those. They don't really have anything to offer than that is being done right now. Right. They just want the reason money. they found you is because you have good enough SEO that they could find you. I know. I keep getting we keep getting emails from Farmhouse like, oh, your website isn't doing well enough in search. I'm like. Well, first, I we built our website, so it's doing just fine. Thank you. And two, you found me online. It's obviously doing fine on search. Like you don't, <laughs> I don't need to pay you money for that. And if you think you do need like keyword and SEO and or you know the those things, pay per click marketing. Okay, there are reputable companies who do that. Nobody's going to do it for under a hundred bucks. I do know that. That is true. So if somebody's like, "Oh, do it for twenty five bucks," that's probably yeah, not going to happen. Not going to happen. But if you need that. There are reputable places we can point you in that right direction and everything. But if you get a random phone call or an email or whatever, that's not legit. So we hope you learned something new here on the Gone Boss podcast exactly. today. Uh, we haven't done one. Of the, usually it's just us talking about nothing. I know. It's but like the Seinfeld show right here. You don't even know because you don't watch Seinfeld. I try not to. I know. But we couldn't think of anything to talk about today because we don't have anything and to talk like about. like I said. But it is helpful, useful a information. A lot of people are getting them, these scams in their inbox or their mailbox. We want you to be protected. Be well informed. There you go. There you go. Farmhouse. Always here to help. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Gone Boss. Be sure to check us out at goneboss.com or hashtag goneboss. We're on Instagram at goneboss2k or find us on Facebook just by searching Gone Boss. If you have a comment about the show or something you want to share with us, call or text 765-233-2640. That's 765-233-2640. We might just use it on the show. If you like what you heard today, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you find your podcast. Today's episode was brought to you by our premier sponsor, Schaefer Leadership Academy. Check them out at SchaeferLeadership.com. Have a great rest of your day, and don't forget to tune in next week and find out who has gone gone boss. boss.